Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, big weekend, Delaware FC, Spring Classic coming up. That's right. Um, we all have a lot of one teams going. All the zone one teams going. We have a lot of games this weekend. Um, you and I are coaching the 2010 girls together, which is exciting. I'm excited about that. Uh, I feel like we haven't gotten to coach together in a little bit. Um, well, I mean, we did coach but... together like a month ago. Yeah, but <laughs> that's fair. Coached together a month ago. That's fair, but um, but I don't. I I, I kind of blacked out about that because it was really cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was very cold. So I was I was non-existent. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, this weekend. It's gonna be a good time. We'll have a lot of teams playing um, in a bunch of different locations. So hopefully we'll you know we'll we'll find some some good results for everybody. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Um, we also have uh, we just announced our ID sessions and our tryouts. Um, so for our boys teams, our tryouts are going to be starting May tw- or April 12th and April 14th for our uh, juniors program. So that's our 2015 to 2013, so the U9 and U10 teams and our zone one teams. So our 2012s and, um, 2011. So our U12s and our U11s, April 12th and April 14th, right? All in Middletown Village. And then the older kids uh go april 25th through 27th so that's our u13 and 14 and then everybody else may 2nd and may 4th so yeah yeah pass the word on representative um you know looking at developing all players through our pathway you know and in the game ending their the game in three different ways you know as a lifelong fan as a referee as a coach or you know continuing on as a player in college and even further beyond that's right yeah, and then on our girl side, um, we are doing April 26th and 28th for pretty much everybody. So Everybody, except everybody. for the high school girls. Except for the high school girls, which we're going to wait until high school is done. But yeah, yeah, make sure. We're going to wait until gets knocked out the playoffs. Hey, man. Hey, man. We're one to know. Um, yeah, uh, let's talk about your game, man. Let's talk about the game. Hold on. We'll talk about Odessa's the game. one to know. We'll talk about the game in a second. Uh, yeah, make sure you No, let's talk about it while we have all our listeners, man. DelawareUnion.com. Uh, visit our website, DelawareUnion.com. You can always uh, catch us on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook.com slash DelawareUnion on Instagram at DelawareUnionSoccer. Make sure you go in there. All of our ID sessions and tryout information is there. Come check out our club. Uh, if you if you're not a part of it, um, see what we got. I think, you know, we talk about or there's a lot of other clubs obviously around the country that, that post tryout information and things like that. And like with these, uh, with these really big claims on social media of like, come check out, we have the best facilities. We have the best coaching staff in, in the region or in the, in the, in whatever state we're in and things like that, which, you know, very, very may well be, but um, we don't necessarily try to make those claims. Not because we don't believe we have the best coaching staff or the best facilities because we, we love our facilities and we love our coaching staff. And we think we have one of the best coaching staffs in the city of Delaware, but it's not, that's not the reason why people should join our club, right? People should join our club because we are going to develop their players because we are going to make sure we, we get their players to reach their full potential. Um, that's you want to be here. Exactly. That's why you should join our club. And how are we going to do that? Well, well, we have the best, we have some of the best facilities around. 
We use some of the best fields around. And we also happen to have a really, really good coaching staff that might be one of the best in the state. Right. So when we talk about um, the way we advertise it, sometimes that's that gets missed. People are always like, oh, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, the question is, why are you doing it? That's the right, question. Why? 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 Not is who, but why? Why? Yeah. So and then our summer camps are also on our website. So you make sure you check that out. All right. What were you asking? Sure why? So how was the game at Odessa, man? Let's talk about Odessa for a second. High school soccer. High school soccer. I mean, we can we can do a little high school soccer. So like, let's talk about our coaches in the club. High school soccer. Yeah, um, I know Dan is at least zero and one. He played Teddy. Um, he, he doesn't did, want to talk yeah. about it. He doesn't want to talk about it. He does not want to talk about it. No, I guarantee. We'll, it. we'll put that out there. Dan is zero and one. We won't talk about anything else. Yeah. So, um, so we'll. I mean, we'll start from the beginning of the week, right? So Middletown beats Archmere three nothing. Um. And then um, I think in the in one of the better games of the week was Ursuline against Caravel. Okay. Uh, Caravel uh, wins in the like the last minute of the game. Um, so a couple of Delarinian players on on that squad there. And then um, CR off to a good start. Got a lot of Delarinian players scoring there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, CR has played the most amount of games out of anybody so far. Uh, they're already they're already three games in, um, you know. So that's not that's not 30, bad for them. Three games, thirty goals in. Yeah, so uh, three games in, they're three zero. Um, and Polytech is uh, one game in, uh, unfortunately, zero one one. And <laughs> I mean, listen, let's let's. Let's let's put this out for soccer Dan, right? For for his for his sake, right? He's got a tough first schedule. And he I didn't mean, make the schedule. I mean, first five games, first five games, he plays St. Mark's the first game, plays Caravel, plays Caravel on Tuesday. That's his that's his second game. Six fifteen. Six fifteen at, at Caravel. Plays, plays Dover on Thursday of next week. Um, which again, Do- Dover lost five nothing to CR. All right, um, all right, we ain't got to put that out there. They but, also beat Seaford nine. But they beat they beat Seaford nine nothing. Um, then they play Laurel, uh, who lost who lost to Sussex Central, and they go oh. and have to go. Then they have to go and play Smyrna, who Smyrna is two and zero after beating Lake Forest six one and Sussex Central eight one. So, I mean, it's a tough first five games. Hey, and then, and then two weeks after that, you play CR. Hey, you want to get into the tournament? You gotta, you gotta. Um, last game for, straight the schedule, and then the last game for Polytech, Padua. The last game, the last what? game of the year. Why did that get on the schedule? I don't know, but they Polytech make the tournament last year. Uh, Polytech last year. No? It's a good question. Let's see. Let's find out. Uh, they did. Make the tournament. Oh, like, well, they had to play. Good. They had to play Apo in the first round. <laughs> they're they're trying to get their strength to schedule up to make the tournament again this year. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all, right. all the good teams. <laughs> so um, so so yes. Um, back to Odessa. We won our first game. We won nine nothing uh, against Howard. Um, it was not our best performance. 
we did not play great. Again, I also have a very um, like I'm pretty hard on the team. So like I want to make sure that if we're going to play like again, I, I don't have a problem with the fact that I'm playing an opponent that unfortunately does not this, this you know, is, they did what they could. I mean, I, I'll give credit to Howard. They they fought through the entire game. Um, they kept their head up and stuff like that. But at the same time, I also don't think like we scored some goals that were slightly questionable. Not no discredit to the people that did score those goals. Good for them. Like I'm we're, we everyone was exciting, excited. But like I so today we played with it's those goals that slip, it's those goals that slip through the fingers and stuff like that. Yeah, that I like, mean we had a shot, we had a shot from 40 yards out that like the goalkeeper like grabbed and then it fell behind her and yeah, it was kind of she was on TikTok, she was on TikTok and realized the ball got shot. Yeah. So um <laughs> so we play William Penn today. William Penn. Which will be in a good test. I mean William Penn beat AI eight to three. Um which I, I don't know if I mean from what I have been told to a certain extent, AI is not not super strong either. Um but they won four and ten last year, so I don't know. So if maybe they maybe they are, um, you can never read a record because you could have an impeccable freshman class that comes in, yeah, and takes yeah. the whole state by storm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Smyrna proved that last year. Well, and I think I think the interesting part, right? So when you look at when you look at scores, right, and it's obviously as we just mentioned, right, it's hard to kind of look at it by by records from last year. The one thing that I'll give to AI, for example. They went four and ten, but and even some of those games in one, two, three, four of the games that they lost, they scored goals. Now, granted, you know when they played Odyssey Charter, they lost twelve to two. That's, um, a, that's a weird. They lost like to you're Red Line. Blown out, but you scored. Like you get blown out, but you're scoring goals. Like, but at that point, I mean the 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 flip side of that is that you could have a team that. You know, when they go up by a lot, they put in some of their players and don't get as much playing time and put your third goalkeeper in there. So, I mean, William Penn last year went seven, seven and one. Um, Respectable. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they made the they didn't make the the playoffs, but they, were, the tournament. but they were probably not far off from making the tournament. Um, so. So yeah, I mean it'll be a really good game for us. It'll probably be one of the games that that probably decides it. Like not that decides that. Obviously, William Penn is Fly Day, um, but it'll be a good test for us against a tough opponent in Fly Day. Yeah, you should um, be going out to. So, um, market analytics department calling Dwayne trying to get some stats. Um, stats. Somebody's trying to get the uh, scouting report from uh, Odessa. The William Penn coach is calling me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, all right. We have one more recording session. Well, we have a lot more recordings from the convention, but this one you did solo. You did without me. Sebastian went to a session. He left me. I did. I did go to a session. So, uh, tell us about your interview and then we'll we'll listen to it. Uh, yeah, so the interviews with uh man, uh, not the interviews from the person I'm gonna say his name right during the interview, um, because I'm not gonna be able to repeat that. Um, but this guy is from Nigeria. He runs a program in Nigeria. 
um, to just basically get players playing in a structured environment to hopefully be able to come over to America, go to college, or continue their career here. Nice. And he's from Houston, Texas. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, we met him. Um, we oh, or you met him. I was just there when we were re- we were doing our registration stuff. Yeah, and, you were uh, registering, and like we were literally like ten minutes into the convention. Got our first guest. That. Yeah, first guest. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. All right, we'll listen to that now. Today we have Bio Arashi with us from Midas. He's the president and CEO of Midas Football Academy team, and also the founder of the scout ballers how you doing today bio i'm excited to be here thank you very much for having me yeah absolutely so um we just connected the convention bio is currently residing in houston um so tell us a little bit about the midas football academy team that you have uh thank you one more time for having me uh midas football academy um is a soccer academy based in nigeria um and the sole aim of organizing it uh, is to be able to give young players an opportunity um, to develop their game, to develop their life skills and to give an an opportunity to be somebody in life, to give them more or less like a purpose. Um, I came up with this idea after uh, my journey in the broadcast world. Uh, I've been in broadcasting since about uh, since 1999, about 21 years now. Um, I've been fortunate to cover uh, a few Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, I was at the 2006 FIFA World Cup in Germany and uh, 2010 in South Africa. Um, visiting some of these countries and seeing um, how football is developed at the grassroots level. Uh, I came back home and um, I figured, okay, what can I do to uh, start something? So I uh, started the academy in 2008. and. Um, uh, 2009, we were very fortunate to be invited to a tournament in Germany and Denmark, which I, I led uh, on the 17th side of the team too. And uh, we were fortunate again to win both championship in the two countries. And that's that awesome. Was, that was how we had uh, our beginning. And um, as time goes on, we started discovering that there is much more we can do uh, with the players uh, than just for them to just train every day and just play the game every day. There's a lot of social vices going on around, um, especially in Africa, um, that we feel we can contribute our own to. But the future, the plan is um, to build a facility where we can have about 100 kids um, every three years graduating. And among the 100, we're hoping a couple of them will go and become a professional, playing for professional clubs. Uh, we hope some of them will go to colleges in America and other part of the world and get a degree and um, raise family, be good uh, citizen of the world. And we hope some of them will have life skills, vocational skills, where they can uh, serve the community. Uh, we have four skills that we put in our curriculum at the moment. Uh, that's auto engineering, uh, computer-related studies, fashion designing, uh, and the final one, of course, which is very, very, very important to me, is broadcasting, training them how to present on TV, how to talk on radio, and just something for them to have, because uh, we feel everybody is important. Yeah, that's awesome that you have those those pathways that into it. Um, I know at our club at Delaware Union, we know we want our kids to become lifelong fans of the game, referees, coaches, or come back as parents when they have kids. So that's that's very important that you have those you know, technical pathways at the end of it. So um, just a couple questions. Like, So I know the U.S., you know, we have the pay-to-play model where everybody has to pay to play soccer somewhere. So Nigeria being across the world, how does that work? Do, do the kids have to pay anything to play, or is it free? Or is, how does that you work? You know, I'm very excited about this question. Um, I 
did not have the system that I have at the academy at the moment until I started living in the United States a couple of years ago. Uh, as you already mentioned, Nigeria being a third world country, uh, because that's what it is, right? Um, not many of these players have funds to pay uh, uh, to attend a football academy. So what we have done so far um, is to make sure we have some that can pay, um, just pay a little bit for us to be able to keep the academy uh, flowing, um, uh, floating, and then pay the coaches, pay uh, some of the guys that are doing all the work. And of course, we also set up a scouting system whereby we can have a couple of them between 10 and 15 to join with a couple of uh, 30, 40 boys that we have in the under 17 categories to mix together, um, which will have no money to pay, of course. And these are the ones that actually got the skills, that actually got the talent, That's that we actually level. believe might be able to go on, hopefully someday sign a, a big deal with a professional club somewhere in Europe and then we can be able to build our facility. The dream, uh, the end goal is to be able to have that facility whereby the boys can wake up in the morning and then look at the soccer pitch, you know, um, and then when they finish training, they still stay in the premises and learn their vocation. Absolutely. Or the ones that want to, that, that were preparing for um, school overseas, for them to be able to go for classes where they can prepare for all their professional exams like the TOEFL, the SATs and the IELT, IELTS. Uh, so that's been the plan so far. But but uh, somehow really answering your question, it's been tough being able to blend pay-to-play model uh, that, like the way it is in America. And I'm also still thinking of a way to get involved in it right here in America too because I feel probably that's one of the reasons why we do not have a strong and, I'm, and, I'm, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about it. I know currently we have a very strong national team in the United States, but I feel our football, our soccer, as we call it out here, is still not as big as it's supposed to be due to that um, um, pay-to-play model that is involved in it. If there's a way we can make it more affordable for kids that have no that have no money but have the talent to play, I think we can definitely achieve much more results in the nearest future. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, um, when we look at football and basketball, those are the two biggest sports for kids, uh, you know, in, in the country. So, you know, a lot of those kids play those sports in middle school and high school, and they get heavily recruited out of middle school and high school. In soccer, you know, it's the opposite, right? We, we always talk about it. College coaches don't come and watch high school soccer games. They don't. They you have don't. to play at the club level to go to a high school soccer game. Absolutely. Or you have to play in the MLS is next, or you have to be in the academy system. And to, which is recent. MLS Next is just a new innovation, right. which, which I think is probably one of the things they, they had to introduce due to what, what you just mentioned, and the lack of coaches showing up. I mean, I'm personally frustrated about it. Uh, when I first came into the U.S., I looked at how can I get involved in the game. Um, and then what I did was to become a, a member of the United States Soccer Federation as a referee. Uh, so I've been refereeing for like seven years now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sixth grade referee in Texas. Uh, and then getting involved, I got to see it from the inside, how difficult it is for these boys to evolve. Absolutely. And I think, like, to your credit, you know, you want to build that premises in, in Nigeria. I think that, that's awesome. And that will help, you know, those kids be able to kind of eliminate those barriers where they don't have to worry about transportation. They're there. They're able to train and begin to go from there. So, um, moving on, let's talk about your other endeavor, Scout Ballers, and that's U.S.-based, correct? Yes, sir. So, tell us a little bit more about Scout Ballers. Well, uh, Scout Ballers LLC uh, is a Texas-registered company. Uh, it is a platform um, that I also uh, 
discovered or got the idea of heart of my idea of trying to see how can my own football academy players evolve from just playing academy football and then be able to find the next opportunity in life what's next for them and living in america and seeing as you and i have mentioned the huge opportunities available uh, to some of these kids at the college level uh, to be able to um, apply for scholarship and play at the college or some of them being drafted at uh, the annual mls uh, draft super draft and there's so much potential for them so i created the platform so it's a recruiting platform where uh, we hope that coaches um, college coaches club coaches the players uh, can be able to meet and then they can they, they don't have to travel all the way to um, let's say you you, you you needed a striker from ghana um, you don't have to travel to Ghana to be able to sign such a player to your college program in the United States. All you have to do is to go to scarballers.com, fill out the application, and then scan through our database and see the videos of these players. See their videos, look at their grades, and say, okay, this guy fits my program, and continue uh, a discussion with him. Uh, at the moment, we have a minimum viable product, and that's one of the reasons why I came to this convention to validate the idea, because we, we, we do not just want to build another product. We want to build a product that will be successful, uh, something that coaches will use. Uh, so we came to ask questions. Coaches, what are, what are your needs? What are your pain points? Uh, so that we go back and implement that in our, our platform and give them a very solid uh, our product at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's huge, especially, you know, being in a global pandemic, coaches not being able to travel, universities not allowing coaches to travel. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's important to be able to find these players from overseas to help, you know, improve your team. Um, so my next question is, is this for specifically for males or are you looking to grow in the female game as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's for both sex. Uh, we, we, and I'm sure you know this, there are actually more scholarship opportunities for the female more than the male. I, I didn't know this uh, myself until a few years ago, but if you talk to most coaches, they actually have more pain bringing the female, team, female uh, athletes into their program because most of them that are homegrown, like you said earlier, are not interested are either not interested in the game or they don't know how to play it because there are no proper coaches uh, right. you know to develop their game so uh, it is for both sex um, and of course one of the things we also do that is very personal to me is to give uh, jobs to video creators uh, because we feel uh, if you are here for example and you're looking for a player in Argentina and you're not able to go there how do you access this player and say okay I think this guy is a good defender or he's a good male feeder he's a good goalkeeper or a striker uh, that's by you watching a video highlight of their game so we're hoping that okay uh, a, a video creator in Argentina can sign up to help football players around that neighborhood to record their games, edit it, and put it on our platform. So it is not just a platform for athletes. Video creators also have opportunity to get jobs on the platform. And then at the end of the day, we just want to make sure we provide value to coaches and to video creators and athletes at the end. Absolutely. So here I am thinking I'm, a, I'm not really a college coach, but if I'm a college coach, right, and, I, and I'm using your platform and I see this video, how do I get this? How do I get to see this player in real life before I sign them? So, how do I get this player from Argentina to see them in America playing in a team before I sign them? Right? Because I don't want to take that risk. You know, they're going to put all the goals up there, but I want to see the whole product. How do I? 
How do we connect the dots? That's excellent question. These are some of these are some of the things we hope to find out in this kind of a, uh, event. But at the moment, the way it is designed is that for you as a player to convince that coach that coach you have to put me in your program, make sure your video highlight is not just one game or two games or three games. It has to be a cumulative games of minimum eight matches. We take about two, three minutes of them, make your total highlight to be about 10 minutes, and then make sure you add your grade also because a coach won't sign you if you probably have a 40 in, in your TOEFL. Uh, right. I'm sure I asked a coach yesterday while I was flying from Houston down here and he told me that their score for TOEFL is about 75 and I was kind of impressed. Not bad, but that's, that's encouraging to the players because some of them, they are so focused on their game that they leave the education part. But in America, for you to really come here and have the opportunity, the education also have to be uh, at least advanced. Not, not excellent, but have to be advanced so that you can, you can be able to have access to that scholarship. Uh, so we, you, you add your grades to it, and the coach will take it upon himself. It's now left for you as a coach, just as you asked me, to determine, okay, um, do I want to sign this player based on what I have seen so far? Or you can invite, you can choose to invite him down for a visit, for a campus visit. Or if you have your own network of scouts, to send him to one of your scouts, go train with this person. So it depends on the coach uh, methodology of how they sign players to to, to finish the rest. Uh, and 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 that's the best answer I can give yeah. you at the moment. So do you foresee your your see foresee scout ballers doing like maybe tours, getting players together and touring the U.S. and maybe playing in tournaments in the future? Definitely, uh, we we plan something uh, I called a scout ballers forum. Uh, it's not going to be as as huge as this definitely uh, but it's going to be a forum for the players and the coaches and the creators to meet themselves physically you know so if you are a player just as I am I came to you and I said okay I'll do this I want to feature on your show you have to bring your video reel with you and show the coaches real time and then the coaches will be like okay what next tomorrow come train with me you know we, we hope for something like that uh, the company is new it's just about a year old uh, the platform launched in November uh, so we will be living in the next six months our MVP product to be uh, updated to become even better and then we'll see what happens from there. Sounds good. So i got one last question for you. Can you name your three favorite soccer players? All time or all at time. the moment? Yes, all time. All time. My number one will be a Nigerian legend that we all uh, respect a lot. He's, he's, he's dead now. His name is Rashidi Yakini. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, he's one of I think the best finisher I've seen, this, this, this guy has a 9 to 10 conversion rate. That means if you give him 10 chances, he's going to score 9. Uh, the second will be uh, Ronaldinho Gaucho of uh, Brazil and, 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 uh, and uh, Barcelona. I mean, I think it's the, if I'm allowed to use the word, the sexiest, is the most <laughs> best footballer that I've seen. Uh, when it comes to the skill, the, the pace, uh, he's an unbelievable player. I'm, I'm very, very always... Um, I always find it difficult between the last one, uh, but if I have to choose, um, it will have to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano um, Ronaldo. It's always between Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, right? But if I have to choose based on the most complete football player I've seen, will be Cristiano Ronaldo. That's my. Those are my top three top picks. Top three. That's a great top three. So, Bayo, thank you again for stopping on the I show. Appreciate you, man. Um, and for our listeners out there, do you have any social media where they can find you and follow you? Absolutely. My, all my social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, is my name, Bayonle Arashi. It's B-A-Y-O-N-L-E-A-R-A-S-H-I. 
on all platforms. Perfect. And it was a pleasure meeting you. Have a good rest of your convention. My pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, Duane, um World Cup qualifiers. So, um, Cero a Cero. Yeah. So, I watched. So, I'll be honest. I did not watch the game. Um, be honest. It was like the most boring game ever because I fell asleep. <laughs> Woke up yeah, in the seventy fifth minute. Didn't miss anything. I I did not watch the game. I watched these highlights this this morning on Sports Center. Uh, no, I watched the extended highlights from Paramount. So like uh, okay. eight minutes worth of highlights, which ultimately out of the eight minutes, I saw with two shots from Mexico and then a bunch from the U.S. Um, Pulisic missed a sitter um, that you're you wonder really why you missed that shot. Um, mm-hmm. And then Gio Reyna coming in and being dynamic and putting um, what's his name? Jordan Pifak, right? Jordan Pifak from Young Boys. Yeah. Putting him in in a really good situation, thinking he was Holland, and uh, then remembered it was not Holland. He was scored uh, Champions League goals earlier this year. Yeah, um, but, uh, but come back down to earth, brother. Come back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, obviously, two opportunities that are pretty clear to to, to score. Um, so yeah, I mean, right now the U.S. kind of puts themselves in an interesting situation, right? I mean, they did what they needed to do, and what did Panama lost last night? So Panama. Did not lose. Panama tied. They tied. They didn't pick up points to catch us. So no, no. But but Costa Rica is still because there's what? How many games are left? Two, two. Right. So you play Panama next, which ultimately you know that Panama's going like hardcore into that game. And I think the hard the hard part is you're playing Costa Rica last. Yeah. So well, at least it's not sure that into me. So you're 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 playing, you know, you're luckily you're at home on against Panama. So that should help. Um with no right back. <laughs> yes, because the Adrielin's suspended. Um but um yeah, it, it'll be an interesting scenario. Um so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Obviously, Canada is locked in already, pretty much, right? Pretty much, I would say they're locked in. Yeah, I mean, technically not. I think they need at least one more point, but yeah. Um, but they should be locked in. Um, let's talk about the Asian FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, we have some we have some teams going to yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. So uh Japan ended up locking their 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 spot into the world cup Saudi Arabia because Japan won Saudi Arabia also gets locked in and Australia going to the playoff man Australia is usually a lock and that that playoff is with uh CONCACAF right CONCACAF it's our fourth place versus their um third their third place which then I think I think the other third place plays against Comable because Comable has a playoff as well yeah, so, so interesting think, to see uh, what comes yeah. out of that group. Yeah, and then yeah, so and then um, locking in from Comable, <laughs> let's go down south. Um, a lot of games all played at the same time because they all had relevance to towards the qualifier, except for Argentina, who plays Venezuela today, and both of them, you know, Argentina's in already, and Venezuela's out. No so match fixing here, so they didn't have to play. Um, but. Uh, yesterday, 
in a somewhat controversial game, Uruguay beats Peru. Um, there was a save that was made by the Uruguay goalkeeper that was was thought the play all the players thought it was inside. Uh, it was it was inside the goal. VAR reviewed it um, because in South America there's no uh, goal line technology. You got VAR but no goal line technology. So, oh. yeah, yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, but uh, so Uruguay is in. Um, so Uruguay is in the World Cup. And right now, wait, no, not Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay is not. Yeah, yeah. Uruguay is in. So Uruguay is in. Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador and Uruguay are in. Now, Peru, Colombia and Chile are all within two points of each other. Pay, playing for the playoff spot. Yeah, because Uruguay, Cavani, and Suarez are going to their like fourth World Cup together. Yeah, yeah. And then in what was probably, I, I mean, the coolest like new like new playoff style, right in uh, in Europe with three semifinals all leading uh, to three new spots. Um. Didn't somebody go through automatically, though? Well, Poland got in through the semifinals automatically. Yeah. So Poland's in the playoff final against the winner of Scotland and Ukraine. And I'm not entirely sure when they're going to play that game. But um, but Portugal beat Turkey 3-1. to one. Um, So Ronaldo still has a shot. Sweden beat the Czech Republic in extra time. Um, and then Wales... Uh, beat Austria with two goals from Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's back right off the right off the golf course. Gareth Bale is back. Wasn't even and, in the squad list for El Clasico. Scores two goals. And then in what was a thrilling ninety second minute in Italy against North Macedonia, Italy had never lost a World Cup qualifier in Italy. Never in the history of Italian soccer had Italy lost a home game. In a World Cup qualifier. Shout out to Antonio DiRienzo from Italy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my player he's, of the match. He's not going to be happy with you. Uh, so I almost, Alexander, I almost wanted to text him and be like, March Madness? Question <laughs> mark. Alexander Trejovsky scores the 92nd minute goal to put North Macedonia, <laughs> who is basically the Iceland of the 2022 World Cup. Um, into yeah, I mean they were they did a good job at the Euros. Um you will never have to pay for a beer. That's stats uh 32 shots for, for Italy, four shots for North Macedonia. He will never have to pay for a beer in North Macedonia ever again. Again, I don't know how much beer costs in North Macedonia. He ain't paying for one. No, no, he's 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 the he is the the new the new uh goat. Is he the North Macedonian Tom Brady? Can we call he him is that? The, he is the, he's the North he's, uh, he's the Macedonian Slatan. He's the North Macedonia Mario Balotelli. There you go. There you go. Did Mario Balotelli play? I don't know. Uh, let's see. No, he did not play. He wasn't even in the squad. Oh, man. Poor Mario. Uh, maybe that's what they should have done. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Mancini should have just put Mario and what is all this problems? Should have just put uh, everybody forward. That's right. 
Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't think we've talked about who's actually in the World Cup, but we can. We can we can kind of go through them. Well, we all know Argentina's in the World Cup. That's right. Uh, Qatar's in. Um, Qatar's in. Qatar is in from UEFA. Uh, Germany, Belgium, France, Croatia, Denmark, England, uh, Switzerland, Serbia, Spain, the Netherlands. I'm I'm reading this off of Spanish website, so I'm translating all the names at the same uh, as I'm going through. Oh, so I just went to Bleacher Report. They posted something yesterday. So give me a second. Uh, and then you got Brazil, and then obviously three spots will be for Portugal, Sweden, North Macedonia, Poland, Wales, and then either Scotland or Ukraine will have three of the spots out of those um, seven teams. And then Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, Uruguay. And then we'll still figure out the the, the playoff. Uh, so far, technically from CONCACAF, no one is in. No uh, one's in. No one's safe. No one technically is safe in CONCACAF. Um, and then um, from Asia, Iran, South Korea, Japan, and Saudi Arabia are in. And then the uh, the playoffs for Africa... So there's five playoffs. Sorry. Yeah, five playoffs. Which ultimately, so either Congo or Morocco are going in. Mali or Tunisia, one of them is going in. Cameroon and Algeria. Ooh. Only one of those are getting, only one of those is going in. Oh, money on Mares. Ghana or Nigeria, only one Ooh. of them going in. And Nigeria. Senegal against Egypt, only one of them was going in. Wasn't wasn't yeah. that the uh yes, it was the AFCON final. final. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's right. Winner stays. Yeah. Winner so, stays. Um oh actually no. So sorry, we were talking remember we were talking about we we're trying to figure out who the playoff was against CONCACAF? So the CONCACAF playoff would be against um, either uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, Tahiti, Papua New Guinea, or Solomon Islands. They're still in the running because so Oceania only gets half a bid, so they basically go into the playoff. Yeah, because all those countries are super. That's small. why Australia. That's why Australia always let. Why that's why Australia was moved to Asia. Yeah, because they're. Island is massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh player of the match. I don't mind. I don't mind going out to one of those countries to play that because that's probably a good vacation spot. I might want to live in the Solomon Islands. Um, I've looked this up before uh when I was watching the Olympics. Um Solomon Islands has a population of less than a million people. Yeah. It's not bad. Actually, it's less than less than three quarters of a million. It's like six hundred eighty-six thousand people. There's more people in Delaware than in the Solomon Islands. So I might move to Solomon Island. You might catch me out there. Peace. Yeah, let's let's get you pull up, pull up by boat. <laughs> um. All right, player of the match. Uh, my player of the match goes out to North Macedonia for winning, for knocking Italy out of back-to-back World Cups. Well, they didn't knock them out of the last one, but for making Italy not go to back to back World Cups. Italians are steaming. Yeah, that's right. That sucks for you guys. 
Uh, you got a player of the match? A player of the match goes out to every single Barcelona player that took part in the thrashing of Real Madrid. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, my goodness. We didn't talk about that. We can talk about it now, but my player of the match is going out to every single Barcelona player to part of the thrashing against Real Madrid. So that's Ferran Torres, Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang for just scoring goals and just letting them know we're better than you and we're coming back. We're coming back to the Champions League. Yeah. And they basically said the Premier League is better than La Liga because we came from the Premier League and we're tearing up La Liga by just scoring goals. All three of them. Well, him and him, Amumiang and Traore. And Traore, yeah. But Dembele has suddenly found his footing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so Barcelona, man. We're back. They Listen, kept saying they announced, they announced just kept saying, oh, Benzema, Benzema, Benzema. Dude, Benzema does not change that team that much that they cannot get forward. Yeah, no. Um they play Luka Modric is a false nine. It doesn't work. How how great it doesn't is work. that like Listen, we are we have been obviously we're both Barcelona fans. Um, we've talked about this from the beginning of the podcast. Um we're, we've we've always stood with them. Even even when times were tough. Even when they were didn't have they only had like five players <laughs> that could play on the weekends. Yeah. And they were pulling up Gavi and Nico and all those guys. And Ricky now look at wasn't getting in. And Ricky still wasn't getting in. Now look at him. Yeah. They can't even. They've got players on the bench. They can't even get in every game. Yeah, I know. Ricky's one of them. Chavi talked about how he wants to get Ricky in, but he can't. Like right now, he's just tough. Yeah, Ricky came in against Osasuna though. Yes, and said, "This is why I need to play." So Ricky, like speaking of Ricky Pooch's goal from against Osasuna, if you watch the entire play of how it develops, what Ricky does from an individual perspective of like checking his shoulder constantly and seeing where the spaces are that he's supposed to be in. It's fantastic. fantastic. It's always been like he he does a really good job of checking his shoulder and playing on the front foot. And then just I don't know if it's like his size and like how small he is. He just gets into those tight spaces. Yeah. yeah. Good for he's like a per, He's like the perfect like La Masia player. Like you can just tell yeah. like that's the system. That fits him. Executes it to a T. Like he just yeah. slithers in. And he's always going forward. Like as soon as he gets into the game. Always going for it. super sub. Yeah, yeah. We won't talk about what happened to to PSG. No, we ain't gonna talk about PSG. We're not gonna talk about all, 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 all that money, and they still can't figure out. You got three of the best forwards in the well, world. Well, Messi, Messi was hurt. Messi was. Uh, sick. I don't care. They got three of the best. But he's playing tonight. <laughs> they have three of the best five forwards in the world. Yeah, it's tough. Top five, three of the best five forwards in the world. So I saw something today that that apparently Mbappe might go to might go to Barcelona. Mbappe to Real Madrid, Holland to Manchester City. Mm. Mm. Okay, all right. Manchester yeah. City's figured out how to play without a forward all year. That's right. Yeah, Phil Foden, man, Phil Foden with a nice goal. Yeah. I forget who they just played, but. He absolutely uh, laced one. The FA Cup? Might have been the FA Cup. Yeah. Came in off the bench and just absolutely laced one. Yeah. Um, all right. On this day in soccer history. Um uh wait. Oh no, I lost my day. 
I had the information. I just don't remember the day. Hmm. All right. Give me two seconds. So uh, on this day in soccer history, we're going back, uh, back a, a long while. Um, going back to 1939, March 25th, 1939. Record set that still holds to this day at Old Trafford. 76,962 people were there for the FA Cup semifinal of Wolves against Grimsby. Wolves against Grimsby. What division is Grimsby playing now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Wolves did win 5 nothing. Um, But yeah, it's a record that still holds to, to this day. 76,962. Why do you think that is? Uh, because you can't stand up anymore. That is exactly right. Yeah, you, that's you cannot, you cannot stand up anymore. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to. Safety, no. safety. Got to protect the players. Got to protect the uh, fans. Technically, the maximum capacity, according to the internet, it's seventy four thousand one hundred and forty people right now. So you're that's ultimately overseas. never going to see that. What did Charlotte have? So Grimsby, uh, Grimsby will always forever be known for being the last record holder for Old Trafford attendance. So what number was that again? What was the highest number? 76,962. Uh, that's, at, that's at Old Trafford, though. Yeah. No, I was wondering, because I know I know Charlotte FC in their first game was in 74,000s. Yeah, it was a lot. 74,479. Surpasses yeah. Barcelona and Manchester United. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about uh, Fair Play of the Week. My fair play of the week goes out to Slatan because Slatan had a had a quote this week, which I thought was, uh, which I thought was great when people were were talking about him retiring. Mm-hmm. So his quote was, "I think the greatest sadness will be yours, as you won't get to watch me play anymore. You should enjoy it now because you'll never see the likes of me again." Wow. Right. So what a savage. So he, he talks about he talks about. He talks about re- potentially retiring mm-hmm. and or or about the question of retirement. He goes, no, no, no. I won't be sad about retiring. The sadness will be on you. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I just love his ego. I love it. I think he's, like, I think his he's ego is just so big that he's just like, I think he's great. I love the persona that he embodies at this point. Like, it's just it's just fantastic what he does. It's not your problem. I'm retiring. Slatan, it's not my problem. You're retiring. It's your yeah. problem. Slatan, Slatan all day long now. So, uh, who is your fair play of the week? My fair play of the week is going to go up to Alex Culp, um, or whoever put together the playoff brackets for the Delaware FC uh, brochure they sent off for the tournament. Uh, because I saved that and I need that as my cheat sheet because, like, that 17 thing that they came up with was like a headache. They've got all the scenarios mapped out for future references. So nice. Now I have a supporting document and I don't have to search through, sift through tournaments. <laughs> to find out Good. how do you put a 13 team you have bracket been, you have, yeah you've been trying to figure that out for a while that's a good point i'm not good at math and yeah so like those those numbers i, I gotta see it so seven's an odd number so seven and 13 the prime numbers man those are hard yeah those are hard yeah. but hey we'll just do the two playoff game two round robin games and winter stays like that's <laughs> that's that's how we'll just you love go. that format you love that format i think it's exciting yeah it's um, just like practice. It's just like practice, man. Winter stage. You want to play eight games in a day? Win. There you go. 
Don't lose. Hey, with with that said, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.